Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Child Of. So glad to be back on the weekly episodes, although I will be honest, I've been struggling recently because I'm dealing with a lot of ongoing sadness and I've been frustrated because I feel like I'm not moving forward, but um, I'm learning to press into that. I'm learning to just embrace the fact that, you know, things don't go away or heal as quickly as maybe we would like. And sometimes things last for a very, very long time. And on that note, I've actually been reading a book that I want to recommend to you guys, especially if you've dealt with a narcissist who inflicted spiritual abuse on you guys and used religion to like further their own agenda. Um, It's a book called This Too Shall Last, uh, Finding Grace When Suffering Lingers. And it is by KJ Ramsey. Highly, highly recommend this read. It has been just um, absolutely wrecking me as I've been reading through it because I feel like it's everything that I've needed to hear for a long time. Um, I'll share a little section of it really quick hopefully to like get you guys interested if this is something that you need to read um she says just like the first humans she's talking about adam and eve we want what we do not have and we reject what we have been given we don't want the bodies we have we don't want the history that shaped us we don't want the stories we are living we don't want our shame to be seen in this book she's encouraging everyone who's suffered and who has suffered for a long period of time and maybe doesn't see the end of their suffering in sight to be seen in their sadness and to experience um i guess like radical honesty in where they are and not try to hide the suffering not try to like pretend it's not there and then maybe only tell your story when you have the resolution or when you've been victorious over whatever you're struggling with. I think our society really glorifies like the end of the suffering. Oh, I conquered this huge thing, but I think there's something to be said about meeting people and being met in our valleys and in our struggle and realizing that those places are also valuable. And as I've thought about this further, I've realized that this is actually the place, the in-between space of liminality where I wrote my book Heavy Water from. And it's that that space where you're still struggling and there is no resolution. And I think that there needs to be more emphasis and value on those times in your life because they can be huge chunks of your life and sometimes you can't see the end in sight and it's easy to just say you know what I'm a failure or I've failed in some way or my life is just pain instead of seeing that there is beauty also to be found there where you are maybe not necessarily the kind of beauty that the world wants to look at. It's not easy to look at. It's a very harsh and severe beauty, but it's still there. And I think that being able to find beauty in that in-between space when everything hurts, that is a valuable skill to hone. Anyhow, if you want to read K.J. Ramsey's book, This Too Shall Last, it's available on Amazon, as is my book, Heavy Water, by myself, Joanna Frost. Um, And without further ado, I want to talk to you guys, as promised, about the pitfalls and the betrayals of the codependent parent. So as usual, I'm just sharing like what I have learned 
in my own journey. And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently as I've been delving more into my relationship with my mom and the issues that we had. Because my mom was more of the codependent parent. She was the one who was always trying to like clean up my dad's messes or my dad was sending her to clean up his messes. But I really always viewed her as more of the safe parent because she was more approachable and oftentimes we would be able to have longer conversations and talk about things that mattered. But um, as time went on and as the abuse continued from my father, it was this constant message of like, if he would just do what he wants, then this wouldn't be an issue. If he would just go along with whatever he says or whatever he thinks, it wouldn't be an issue. You wouldn't be getting treated this way. You need to just like put your head down and and not make an issue out of anything. And it seems to me that these messages of just, you know, like it's not an issue that you're being abused, but it's what you're doing that's causing the abuse is really, really damaging. Um, as I was thinking about like the dynamics between the narcissistic abuse and then the codependent parent trying to, I guess, just excuse it and sweep it under the rug I realize like what that does to a child while you're being hurt by one parent psychologically physically mentally emotionally spiritually and the other parent is then telling you that that's okay that you're causing it that you should just pretend it's not happening it really cuts your legs out from underneath you like you have you have nothing to hold on to And while I think that like the root and the source of codependency is absolutely heartbreaking, often it comes from that person being abused themselves. And for my experience, I know that my mom was abused as a child. So I understand like how she got to be the way that she is. But I think that it is also important to understand that codependency can be extremely dangerous in the fact that it holds a space and it gives permission to abusive people. Even myself, as I have struggled with codependency in the past, I can realize that when I was dealing with um, codependency, I did exactly that. I held space and I gave permission to people in my life who hurt me. And it wasn't until I activated and and was able to access my anger, which I talked about in the last episode, was I able to break away from that because I needed to feel very deeply what I had been numbing in myself for so long. There is such a deep betrayal that I've felt from my mom for continually sitting by and making excuses for the abuse that she witnessed. I mean, I'm grateful that my mom on two occasions left my dad. One time was when I was still at home. And so we both left. And in that way, she acknowledged it, but she always went back. And then when she would go back, it it was this going back into the same mindset of, you know, she was taking on the blame for the problems in the relationship and making excuses for my dad. And then she would start to put the blame on me as well. And for me, I started to realize that the one person who... I believe knew that what was going on was wrong was unwilling to 
essentially stand up and do the right thing and make the hard choice and say, you know what, this can't go on. And the message that it sends to us as children and that it sent to me as a kid, like, was basically that I couldn't rely on either of my parents. I was betrayed on both ends. Neither of them cared enough about my well-being to put me first and to value my sense of safety. And that is 100% the job of parents is to make your kids feel safe and make sure that they feel loved and encourage them as they as they grow up so that they can lead a healthy life. If you don't do that for your kids, if you betray them, if you hurt them and then justify that hurt, those messages will program your child to look for that later in life. That will be their whole life unless they figure out that that is wrong. The narcissist will sacrifice their child at the stake of their own selfishness, while the codependent parent will sacrifice their child at the stake of their own fear. I was under this impression for a long time that my relationship with my mom was better than my relationship with my dad just because I could hold a conversation with her on the telephone. And in reality, that's not even true, like, at all. Because the more that I think about my relationship with my mom, the more I realize that it is just as damaged and just as, I guess, fragmented as my relationship with my dad. The only difference is is that I can speak to her. The big betrayal of the codependent parent is essentially just that they offer you up to their devouring partner as a sort of sacrifice and they don't they don't protect you they don't shield you from what they know is coming because chances are they've experienced it themselves living with that person for however long they've been with them. And I think it's very easy as children in this environment to view our codependent parent as more safe or that we have a think that we have a better relationship with them when in reality there are deep wounds there that need to be addressed because while the codependent parent may not have actually like hurt you as much as the narcissistic parent they positioned you to be hurt and they continued to allow you to stay in that position. So if you found yourself feeling bitter or resentful or hateful or angry toward your codependent parent, the one that you view as being more safe or approachable, this is likely why. And maybe if you're like me, you've just been made to feel like you're this angry person and it's everything's your fault but these kinds of betrayals are really really impactful on you as a child they they impacted me so much when I was little and I'm still working through the residual consequences as a 30 year old now I don't know if you've struggled with this but for a while I really struggled with a, a kind of romanticization think that's how you say that word of codependency and I didn't really view it as this really toxic or bad thing I knew that I struggled with it but it wasn't until really discovering like this aspect of it and how insidious it can be that it really tore that veil down for me and ripped off those rose-colored glasses and I was like okay this is not something that I can say is is okay I think in general, in life, it is difficult to weed anything out of your life that you don't recognize as being bad. If you don't see that it's bad, it's something that you're going to allow. So you need to like really break down like the things that you're dealing with and like the different behaviors of your parents if you're dealing with abusive or dysfunctional parents and determine what the consequences of those behaviors are so that you can 
figure out what is bad and what isn't. Because only then can you really determine what you're okay with in your own life and what you're not okay with. That's all for this episode. I hope that it was helpful for you guys. And if you are really, really struggling with the consequences of your own abusive upbringing, I really highly recommend therapy going and talking to someone who is educated in narcissistic abuse. I can't say enough. There's so much good that can come from that. So if you need that extra help, please go do that for yourself. Always, always remember that you are worth that kind of investment. And also that this is not a path that you have to walk in isolation because relationship is such a huge and fundamental part of healing. And that being said, as usual, I will remind you guys that my DMs are open. Um, My email is open. Uh, Both are linked in the podcast bio, my Instagram and my email. So if you just want to reach out, share your story, or if you have questions, or if you just want to say hi, whatever it may be. I would love to hear from you. I always love hearing from you guys. Also, if you haven't grabbed a copy of my book yet, I would highly recommend it. I wrote it for myself. I wrote it for people who are going through narcissistic abuse and struggling with that in-between of suffering and, and not really seeing an end or maybe just struggling for a long time. And it's available on Amazon. The title is Heavy Water, a collection of poetry and prose by myself, Joanna, Ols- Joanna Frost. Sorry, that was my maiden name. Um... I hope that you guys have an amazing week. I hope that you're doing well and I will talk to you again next week.